Hey there, Sean. Hey, Pierce. How's it going? It's pretty okay. All right. That means it's time for another episode of the It's Pretty Okay podcast. Let's do it. Let's start the show. Water dripping from the pipes down in the basement. Bare feet on a concrete floor. Notches on the wall of my solitary cell. Sweat dripping out of every pore. It feels like it takes forever. It's maybe five minutes on screen. But the horns will swell and the strings will sound. When that flipped quarter hits the ground. I'm doing this for revenge. Okay. Uh, we're we're entering a new new phase of life as a podcast where uh we we've uh, only only one of us is unwed now. Yeah. Good lord. Yeah. When the I, shit I do did want, that happen? I I do want to point out something that just real that I just realized, which is um Three of us have become married since the last time we played spades together. <laughs> <laughs> I believe that that is a fact. That sounds about right, um, which also means that I think we, we've taken a big step in that, like, we're not, we, we don't regularly need to have a knife on hand to settle potential disputes. Yeah, we, I, just, I mean, we switched to playing Polish poker because it didn't involve knives. <laughs> There's just <laughs> enough luck that you don't need knives. Yeah, you just you just uh, you just, you just uh, take uh, the loss. You, you don't just have take a teammate the... to get mad at. It's just you you don't. But if someone does something really stupid, you pull out some kielbasa and just bang them over the head with it, and then tell them to go make a cheese a cheese and meat plate with it. That's that's how that works now. Um, but but we're uh. We're we're recording this after having been together uh, for Pierce's wedding uh, last weekend, which was a, a delightful time. And uh, you know, as someone for someone who is allergic to praise and, and being told that they they did a good thing, it was it was magical to to be there and and celebrate with you. And we were saps, and, and we weren't going to let an opportunity to talk about that go by. Um, but. Uh, you know, after a, a weekend vacation, you kind of have to ease back into normal routines. And, and uh, this morning, I went out for a long walk and uh, came home with something that I did not leave the house with, uh, which was a DVD box set of the first season of Treme. Oh... Well, that <clears throat> that's an interesting one, um, and and I think it, it, you know, we'll get into it. But so you bought you bought DVDs in twenty twenty two. No, that is incorrect. I bought I did buy DVDs in twenty twenty or sorry in twenty twenty one. This was a separate occasion. There is a um, like a you know little free libraries. There mm-hmm. is like a a roaming uh there's a roaming one of those that is specifically for videos it's you know it's made to look like it's all kind of you know decked out blockbuster style it's blue and yellow it looks like one of those kind of plastic 
uh, like community newspaper holders. Yeah. And it's got a lackluster video logo on the side of it. Uh, and it just kind of picks up and, and roams around uh, my sort of general end of Richmond in, in different places from time to time. And I happened to walk by it and I hadn't seen it in a while. I said, let me look and see what's inside there. And I, I grabbed it for free 99 and took it home with me. Yeah. So you, with all of the streaming things available to you, you decided instead to get a, a physical, uh, physical media physical piece of media yes and max i know that you have also done this but you actually purchased some of this media recently i did i uh when i uh, coming back from the airport a few weeks ago we drove past a community yard sale and ended up purchasing i want to say six or seven movies on dvd um (laughs) How how much I'm I'm curious like and this is less important but how much did you spend on on those grand total did you spend under ten dollars or oh yeah I think I gave her somewhere between three to five dollars it might have been five dollars for like eight mm-hmm. or nine movies she kept throwing in more I mean she people are the thing right away when Sean mentioned this a lot of people no longer have the ability to play a DVD yeah I was like, for ask a long you, time you had computers had. Uh, disc slots in them and notably most of them don't anymore and tvs don't have dvd players built in so -hmm. like unless you have a video game console you need to have a standalone dvd player which i don't don't know that they're terribly common anymore or a blu-ray player because they will play dvds they will also play cds which is which is kind of nice um and i i discussed this with that uh official um video rental store of this program um videodrome about <laughs> how blu-ray players will actually last forever they're not going to break don't worry about it get one for 80 dollars. they're like we play we play videos all day every day um we've had the same one for 10 years it will be fine but but we're not here to talk about rentals like this is this is buying physical stuff kevin i think that there there's an interesting thing here and as as the one of us that that is closest to making things I, I want your perspective on this which is that the thing about a dvd or a blu-ray if, if we're, we're we're being fair is that as far as the physical the physical media goes for being able to play um movies um the i i think that what is important here is there is not going to be any more advancement in the physical playing. And I, I think that I view it as that has an interesting impact as we go back and we say, okay, I want a physical copy of this. It's not like they're going to introduce mini discs. We're, we're done. We're done here, basically. You mean like the GameCube discs? Yes. <laughs> yeah, well, the, the optimizations would be in the TV. So, yeah, it would have to be a case where we didn't have internet that could support streaming at a rate that produced as good of a video. That's ultimately what it will come down to is if you can't, if you need to, uh, it's faster to go read data off of a disc than to get it over the internet, but you can transmit it fast enough to where you can 
stream it for the at a speed that's yeah and it's not like we should expect the the quality of internet service to dramatically decline right well it would have to come here so i don't know well it would have to be some type of new digital media format that is so big that it can't be streamed effectively it has to be like something new but that's but the the thing is like why would you why would you a a movie maker why would you use that technology at this uh, point like I, I mean, this is mark zuckerberg stuff you know i don't well, know this that's why does shit, why did point. quentin tarantino film uh the hateful eight on 70 millimeter on film which max and i went and saw and it was like 12 hours it was great don't get me wrong but it's just so stupid because no one no one's gonna get that but uh, i well, I, I don't the, the answer to that is that Quentin Tarantino is an insane megalomaniac who is a particular brand of like film obsessive who believes that the only true way to get, you know, this particular kind of art as the artist intended for you to get it is to get it in this you know, super faithful gigantic screen film format. Like, you know, well, he's he's nuts he's an outlier and we arguably should not be basing any conclusions about like society and how things work on what quentin tarantino does well that's pretty annoying and i think i think we should put our foot down okay tell tell me more what do you think we should do no that that was a that was a joke about quentin tarantino Uh, i see what you did there no, but but you know, getting getting away from from the sidetrack of of Quentin Tarantino outing ourselves as very white males, um, I, I I think that there's 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 something about buying DVDs or or, or you know we're not going to talk about renting them, um, but Max, I think you thought about this because you also thought about it with with music. Um, I don't think it's really about you know, preparing for the apocalypse. I know you're close to Idaho, but that's, you're not, you're not a prepper. So this is not what is, what is driving you to get these physical copies of things. So, so I am interested, you know, be it DVDs or vinyl. I know I like buying CDs and, and, you know, we'll get into that, but I think mine is slightly more, uh, preppery, but I am curious, you know, what is your draw? Yeah, I mean, I think it is different between the vinyl and the DVDs, but there's some similarities. I'd say the difference is, first off, is usually if I'm buying a vinyl record, a good portion of that is to support the artist. Mm. Um, but separate, because I'm, when I'm buying a used DVD at a yard sale, that's not the point. Um, I think the biggest thing for me is just this kind of feeling of being disconnected in a way and consuming something that maybe I don't want to say the way that the creator intended because vinyl has uh, for lack of a better word a unique sound to it whereas a DVD <laughs> is usually just worse than what you can get from streaming like there's not there's no real yeah. argument that like the standard definition of a DVD is is in any way superior where I'm not saying vinyl is superior but it is different in a way that you might enjoy um but for me, it's really just a feeling of kind of being disconnected. Like when I'm searching on Netflix, usually it's like a half 
half-assed attempt at like, oh, I'll just throw this on. Like, there's no there's no mental commitment there. Um, whereas mm-hmm. if I have a DVD taking up space on my bookshelf, it, it it's almost it's a feeling of like, oh, we're actually gonna watch you know the extended edition of Step Brothers tonight, which we did a few weeks ago after we bought it. Um, and, and and the reason why we bought it, quite frankly, was that Step Brothers was not available on any streaming platforms because yep. these streaming platforms are constantly changing yep. what's available. And we were both just saying, you know, Bridget and I were like, you know, we should watch Step Brothers. That's a lovely movie. And it is. It's very funny. Um, you know, um, so I think that for me, that that's kind of the main draw is like you're, you're physically putting the DVD into the machine. You get on the couch and it's like you're not, you know, you're not going to turn it off after 10 minutes because you've decided you didn't like it or it wasn't for you. It's you've made the mental... The, the mental room to, to commit to however long the movie is and watching Com- it. Commitment. I think that, that that is great. When you have that physical version of something, uh, you commit in a way that the wandering eye of the streaming service um, doesn't allow for you. I mean, I know I got, I remember getting my wisdom teeth out and granted this was over 10 years ago. Um, and it was before our second, second year of, of college. And I bought the first season of Mad Men and the first season of Breaking Bad on on DVD, and I'm realizing. Oh, this makes that... perfect sense. You're obsessed with Mad Men because you watched the first season of it in a painkiller fever dream after oral surgery. So it's interesting because I could not take the painkillers. I, I wasn't I wasn't that much pain, but to stop the bleeding, I had to take another medicine, and I was taking so much medicine, like three grams of medicine oh, go God. every four hours that I was like, I'm not in pain that much. So I'm not going to do that. But, Holy but shit. I, it's, it's also worth noting that I watched these on a portable DVD player, which is the thing that absolutely yes. does not exist anymore. The portable but, DVD player was an incredible invention. Car of journeys our, our were youth. way better than, it, the, than the little TVs that you could put the, the videos in, the VHS. The, the portable DVD player that could be taken in the car and charged in the cigarette lighter port is I feel fairly confident saying that because of our specific ages, that was the greatest thing that ever happened to any of our parents. In their yeah. lives, yeah, including and, and, our existence, and and you know, again, like having multiple sets of DVDs that are small. I think it is important. You know, this this extended version of the form. You get to commit, and and it's there. Um, and and so I remember doing that with with those two shows, and it had an impact on me because I had time and I really committed. Um, you know, I also think Sean for you with with Treme. Um, ultimately, I know that that's an HBO show. I know that some people like it, but there is an aspect of this where if there's a show that HBO, Max, Discovery, whatever, in their new ways decides that they're going to cut from their streaming service, I don't know why they would do it, but they might. That would be the one that you'd cut. And so in the prepper-ish aspect of this, which is, oh, I don't want to lose it, the extended version of of a or an, different editions of a CD or or vinyl or or a DVD or just the fact that the show exists on a streamer itself I think that that is a really key piece of why I want to buy those things yeah so as a a person who has at this point arguably a collection of collections of physical media I have 
you know, I I bought probably 30 or so DVDs at uh, Plan 9 Records sidewalk sale last summer. Um, I have somewhere in the vicinity of like 250 records. I, I have a big binder full of CDs and I'm looking over at positively jammed bookshelves. Like there is, there is absolutely an element of this, which, uh, which you're referring to as the prepperish element, mm-hmm. which is just like, I, I don't know. It, it's a, a form of limited rebellion against a, a world in which increasingly like we don't, own anything we don't own any of the things that we consume in these fashions because everything is just a license and that the songs you bought on itunes it doesn't matter if you bought them 15 years ago they could go away tomorrow the movies that you've had saved in your netflix queue for four years could be gone next week because of the nature of content licensing deals and all that shit but but Pierce, you also, you and, and Max have kind of both hit on another another thing that these collections of physical media really enable. You've talked about things like extended versions. You've talked about different editions and bonus features. And like these these things enable obsessive collection yeah. in a way that is a little it's a little bit outmoded it's it's much more of like a kind of i think sort of a hallmark of like maybe bridging gen x into older millennials of mm-hmm. like you know completionist culture you saw this a lot with like the way that people interacted with Napster and and LimeWire it was like how many different versions of of this album or this song can I get my hands on but like there really is something to the fact that you know they're not putting they don't put the bonus features or the extended version of Step Brothers on a streaming service like even if it showed up on Netflix tomorrow Netflix is dictating exactly what form of Step Brothers you get and maybe that's not the one that you want. Maybe you want to go to a place like CD seller in falls church, um, and, and browse through like kind of kooky Japanese versions of CDs that have lots of different bonus tracks and kind of unique packaging and stuff like that, you know? Yeah. And, and in some ways that makes, and I know some of it has to do with licensing and you get the movies and they cycle through and everything, but if if you go on Amazon and you want to, even if you want to buy the digital version of a film, and they do not have the Step Brothers extended or or whatever whatever it is, a kind of a the, not the typical one, um, that kind of makes the that Amazon is the Yankees or um, maybe the Dodgers is better now or the Gold State Warriors, if they decide that they are not willing to store that, then it's not going to be anywhere because they 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 have all that they have all the cloud storage like that it is them. So if they decide they're not going to have it, that means it's not going to be out there. So I mean, those to say nothing of the you know kind of the ownership 
um, that has an impact, but, but a little bit different. Uh, I mean, Kevin, I think that you are, you are in some ways the most, I, I know Max, you've dabbled in it, but as far as owning physical things, Kevin, I, I think that you are maybe the most skeptical of it, but you are also thoughtful about the fact of what do we really own anymore? Um, but one thing that, that I think of and, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, but a band you have gone and seen before, and probably none of us have seen them, uh, that is known for kind of having multimedia uh, sharing of, of their stuff is is Coheed and Cambria. Don't they typically not just release the music, but also a graphic novel that goes with it? And and I wonder if if that has an impact on being like, I want to, Max mentioned earlier, supporting the artist, but like fully getting the different data points that go into to the media yeah um i've never really been you know explore those graphic novels but i think that that is and i think that there's probably a way to buy those digitally and Mm -hmm. i think that i mean in, in any of these cases what you're describing and i guess where some of my skepticism comes is that there are the there's a digital version you could get that is the like the same content, and um, I think one one place where I actually find that this is it's more useful to have the physical copies like is in the world of, of video games because a really common thing for video games now is that they'll just port a game over to the Switch and you can buy it you can buy an old game on the Switch for five dollars, but there's a lot of it's kind of goes along with the bonus features where like oh but when this came out on the ps2 it had like a demo for this other game and it's like a fun thing that you know people like to talk about or they fix different bugs sometimes that that you know bugs that normal players won't really hit but people who really like to play the game a lot will, will hit and so there are actual like differences between the different console releases and such and that that thing that you mentioned you mentioned like that these are are conversation pieces. Like it, it gets to uh, one of the things that I think about, and and we've like even going back to like single digit episodes of this podcast, you know, ha- have have talked about many times where like the things, the things on your shelf, serve, like the books on your shelf serve a second purpose besides being books that you can read like they are also an external representation of some segment of your personality or your philosophy or your values that can can be like a connection point for other people in a way where like if you are reading a paperback on a park bench someone can see the spine of that book and see what you're reading and maybe they love that book too but like even if the kindle is a a smoother and more frictionless way to read that book and you are getting the same content you know you do you lose out on on that that potential for it to serve a second purpose mm-hmm. at least a little bit because it's it's way creepier if someone comes over your shoulder and says, Hey, I see what you're reading. Yeah. There's, there's like, I mean, only so many people can share with you watching a, a, a film unless you're bringing around the portable DVD player, I guess. 
Um, but but there's a if if it's something that is a black box, you are limiting the community aspect. And and I I mean I think that that's I, I do think that that is is nice. Even if even if you are going to I mean even if you're going to a store to buy that thing or or, or rent that thing, but we're talking about buying. Um, there's there's a discussion involved that you do not have unless you are getting that physical thing. Um, I, I don't know. I think that that's really special. It enhances or dissuades on the occasion. It's like, no, you're not going to like that book or you're not going to like that that movie. It can be if that's something you value. But of course, like you know, we are we are discussing what are inherently matters of personal preference. And so like sure. that having a more utilitarian view of the media you consume is like. Well, there's nothing wrong with that. And so when you guys are buying DVDs, I guess I don't know why books aren't different, but I view them as different. But DVDs or, or vinyls or CDs or whatever, are they generally things that you've already like you already know you like? How often I, are you like trying something new out? So I I will say that yeah yes they there are things that I already know and I value and I, I want to make sure I have a physical copy um with something like a blu-ray special edition which I seldom do but I'm very familiar with it and and it's only a matter of time where I decide I have to do it this way um that is it is a special edition there are things added to it but it's still something that I've even if I haven't seen it before it's like I value that this thing exists so that's kind of what is drawing me to it and I know that it will be very difficult for me to get it elsewhere that that's kind of a drive I have at least I think just two Fontaine's DC albums that are not of have not been available for streaming they may now um, but their first album, they did something called the Darklands edition, just kind of they played it, played it live. And I think a studio really cool. And then also one from Kill, I'm going to say it incorrectly, Kill Minum Jail, which is a very famous um, jail for political prisoners during um, Easter Risings and, and such in, in Ireland. And they played there and it is it is beautiful. It was like a record store day thing and they have amazing pictures inside and everything else. So. Things I have not heard before, I will do, but it's like there's still a, a value connection there in, in that I, I, I find it thoughtful. Yeah, I, I would say I'm probably, it particularly of like the DVDs that I have, it's like an even split. It's like things that I I know and it's like, it would be cool to have a, a physical copy of this and things that I hadn't seen before. But also I sort of lean toward like things that were, an artifact of that time when that was like the premier way to see movies. So like when I bought this stack of DVDs at the plan nine sale last year, the, the thing that the toe that I dipped into the water that eventually got me pulled under was a DVD of Michael Clayton. And I've never, I had never seen that movie and I'm sure I could have tracked it down on some streaming service, but there was something, there was something like, you know, poetically nostalgic about taking this artifact of, you know, uh, film circa 2007 and watching it on the technology that one used to watch movies at home in 2007. Um, so it's like a, a mix of stuff like that and a few things that I had already seen before. But like I, I have I have the, the DVD set 
like the original box sets of of 30 for 30 i like those had been presents like christmas presents from many many years ago um records it's a little more uh, uh probably a little more towards new stuff but i also am like kind of looking there are like things that are still on like a a a phone note somewhere there are like albums that i know that i love and would like to add to my collection mm -hmm. no there's something very rewarding about that and um i mean i would definitely encourage folks to if you do want a physical way to watch a movie or a tv show something something in in the moving image realm um, don't track down a vcr don't track down a vcr if you can get a blu-ray player it's it's not the worst investment it doesn't take up the most space ever and if you buy actual blu-rays which the prices go down and down and down you can find them at these places well used bookstores stuff like that that at least we as we discussed it at the top um it's not getting any smaller in the physical media it is not there's not going to be further advancement, but at least that is in HD. Now people do 4K and Ultra HD. Don't worry about that because um, then you'll have to buy a $400 player. But at least that you will be like, I am getting high def. I'm not getting, you know, grainy, um, you know, Will Ferrell. I, I'm kind of getting the best of both worlds and then I can go back to it and watch it whenever. I have done that with things like Michael Clayton, which is a movie you could put on any night and you will be content and you can start it at any, any chapter in the movie. I as wish well. we made movies like that again. They're different topic for a different time topic for a different time. What we need is we need some way to report that. Like I bought a secondhand copy of Michael Clayton so that like there's data that's, well, I guess that's a pro that's a bonus for those renting it on streaming is you're selling, you want more of that. I mean, just Venmo George Clooney a nickel, right? He doesn't. You know, he'll just send it for free. Do you know how much money he makes off tequila? Well, I don't no, think no, we no, need no, George. I'm saying like, we don't need George Clooney's permission. We need the the TV or the the movie oh. uh, networks. You know what? Mm. Another great George Clooney is I know, movie is. I know we're not talking about this, but I don't really care. Have you all seen The Descendants before? I have not seen oh. The Descendants. It is. It is. Um. Uh. The, the woman who is in the youngest woman in uh, uh, Big Little Lies. Um, Shailene Woodley. Shailene Woodley. That was her like her first role and she plays uh, her first big role and she plays was before Divergent, before The Fault in Our Stars. Um, she plays George Clooney's daughter and they live in Hawaii and there's there's a there's a tragedy at the start of the movie, but I'm still not going to ruin it. Um, and they, they Good, deal with it's that. one of the DVDs I bought at Plan 9. <laughs> yeah, it's a phenomenal movie. And I saw it at, speaking of things we don't do anymore, uh, the, the Virginia Film Festival. And it was it was one of the best movies I ever saw there. Um, and uh, I should get that on DVD. So so to bring us to bring us back and, and maybe start to put a bow on this topic, Kevin, that that idea that, you know, you're you're sort of like voting with your dollars when you when you stream something relies on a level of trust that Netflix or whatever streaming service you are, are watching on is going to develop more of what you want as opposed to more of what they incorrectly think that you want that I don't think 
any of them fucking deserve. Yeah, I'm not saying I <laughs> necessarily think that they'll do the right thing. It's just I, yeah. I don't know. There's no there's no way out of it. There's no way to movies are too expensive to make. It's just yeah yeah. All right. Uh, anybody want to get in any other parting shots before we we move on to the real reason that people tune into this podcast? Max, any other DVDs that are on your list? Um, I'm not really lo- searching for for DVDs necessarily. I'll mail um, you my Treme box set it's when I'm like done a with surprise it. Surprise when I find it. Well, then I'm gonna have to get it back to that the lackluster yeah. video. Um. I got John Wick on Blu-ray. I'm excited to watch Sick. that. Wow. I, th- that is something that you might have to pay close to full price for still. It was at the same yard sale. It was one of the eight or nine that I got for about five bucks. Well, those people uh, I got were Spirited silly. Away. Um, oh. That's not Blu-ray, but I don't think that animateds necessarily need to be. Um, same mm. as comedies. Like, I don't think I got Step Brothers was not Blu-ray. Like, it that doesn't really matter. Uh, Talladega Nights, I believe that one is in Blu-ray. <laughs> Uh, that was a freebie that she she kind of pushed on us. So I don't know. It's kind of fun. I mean, Studio Ghibli was not streaming until HBO Max opened up the, oh, yeah. the Brinks truck. Yeah, I had Brinks m- multiple friends that bought the full uh, box set of the Studio Ghibli uh, movies on DVD for that reason. I, I was just say I, I will also say that in terms of these physical things, I'll probably be you know more into it when I feel like I'm not going to be moving every year for the next uh, 10 years I, once i get out i of got rid of all my dvds then. when i moved here so this is a this is a new collection sick 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 in all, every sense of the word <laughs> yes and on that note i think we should we should call time and, and head to pierce is sorry what are you apologizing for today so in the course of this i thought of a different apology and this is actually something that makes me really sad and i think I can solve it, but I'm having a lot of issues. I a few I, I have had occasion recently to think about things that really matter to me. And when you start thinking about that, there are things that you uncover that you did not realize. Example, um, we were at a, a lovely burger place here called Grindhouse. And they part of what they do, Grindhouse comes from, you know, Grindhouse take movies. Bell sports on but one tv and I, i've heard them say this before they are not allowed to change it has something on it sometimes they're monster movies sometimes they're weird movies but there was something that was playing on this tr- screen recently and i was absolutely captivated to the point where i was fairly emotional about it because it was something that that was so important to me but i had not forgotten but it had had gone under the layers of of life they were playing on uh, you know in succession episodes of rocky and bullwinkle and that was a very important um uh, you know uh thing as i as you grew up just just such an interesting show very cold war type stuff also mr peabody and sherman uh historical things um just some very funny but also edgy things the sorrow in this, and and I, it became something that I wanted to share, but I have not been able to share and have apologized for that. And I've been on the hunt, and, and I need to hunt more. It may be a, a Christmas gift that is exchanged in my house. 
But Rocky and Bullwinkle is not something that everybody is banging down the doors to watch, though they should. And it should just be available at, at a .gov site. It is that important. And and I don't, I'm overstating it somewhat, but like, it's an important show when you realize that it came out in, I believe, 1960. I mean, this is, this is like a color animated program and there weren't very many before um and they've all followed since um it is all the seasons are not apparently streaming anywhere certainly not including the first season um and if you try to get a box set they're very unwieldy and it is not clear which is the right box set to get and i need to look further but um you know i've i've had to apologize because Rocky and Bullwinkle should be available to everyone at any time. And unfortunately, it is not. So I am sorry to my household and to all my fellow Americans because I think that this, this is the platform people should be running on. Not, not, you know, the devil's on your doorstep or I want to make sure you can go to whatever stupid school you think is good for you. I just have to explain to some Germans that yes, there's an election coming up and yes, that is what people care about. Rocky and Bullwinkle is the only platform that matters and I am sorry that it is not available on any platform at the moment. We can solve that. I think we just launched Pierce Bishop 2028. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think that that's that's how that'll work. Rocky and Bullwinkle for everybody. <laughs> that'll just be the school. Your school choice is which season do you want to start with? I don't hate it. Um, okay, well, we'll do a big idea from uh, pop culture. And uh, we are recording this on November 1st, which means that last night was Halloween. And I have now, finally, for the first time in my life, watched the 1978 movie Halloween. Oh. It's pretty good. Yeah. I don't think there's a whole lot more to say than that. <laughs> Michael Myers, great. It's not a... Um... Interestingly, it's not really an especially scary movie. There's not a lot of, like, jump scares... Or at least not like. Is it just tense the whole time? It is, is that, extremely is is? tense okay. the whole time. Um, it's also kind of obvious because it was a, a fairly unique movie. Um, you know, in with forty-four years of, of hindsight, it's kind of elementary, and, and you you're pretty sure when the bad stuff is largely going to happen. Um, but like, I don't know. Michael Myers is a, a, a great character of like American entertainment lore. Uh, build, build in the credits as the shape. Wow. Um, at least w- when he's got the mask on, he is the shape. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, that, that was, that was a, a neat experience for me. Um, there was something else that was springing to mind, but I lost it. Uh, so let's um, let's let's do a Rolling Stone rock trivia question. Are you ready? Yes. 
When Ian Curtis died in 1980, his band Joy Division carried on under a new name. Who were they? Were they A, New Order, B, Warsaw, C, A Certain Ratio, or D, Public Image Limited? I'm going to say B because I want to cut through the silence. I saw someone was wearing a Joy Division shirt. I want to say yesterday. Hey. <laughs> so it's it's New Order, Warsaw, what was C? A Certain Ratio and Public Image Limited is D. Um, I think it's A. It's A. It is A. That is correct. It was New Order. Uh, Public Image Limited was later formed with some members of New Order and John Lydon, who you probably know better as Johnny Rotten from the Sex Pistols. Uh, but yeah, that was a that was how that band got started. I can't believe he died. Ian Curtis died in 1980. That it it seems like it was later, but I guess it wasn't because I mean all that music. Sounds like they listened to uh, Ian Curtis and Joy Division. <laughs> yeah, it's a good point. Um, all right. Well, that's the end of the show. You can find us at our home on the web, www.prettyokpod.com. You can subscribe to the show feed on your podcast app of choice. We'll be back next week to talk about something else. Until then, I'm Sean. I'm Pierce. I'm Max. I'm Kevin. Thanks for listening. I'm doing Bye. this for revenge.